weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Well, there's little chance of that because we're burning the midnight oil tonight, aren't we? Woo-woo! I'm Dick Lightning. <laughs> For those of you yes. with long memories. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I, I was going to, if you didn't say it, I was going to introduce you as Dick Lightning. Dick Lightning. Well, what's your, uh, what's your strange uh, Thor porn fantasy name going to be? Oh, I haven't thought of a god one. Well, we've still got, um, I've still got Brucey Bassoon's. That's Ken. not bad. It doesn't yeah. have the same doesn't have the same marketability as godlike. Yeah, sort of dick lightning. Oh, I don't know what was the other what were the other gods. Well, my Norse my Norse god. See, I'm not into eugenics and white supremacy, so I don't know my Norse gods mm. too well. Yeah, but I can't be I can't be a Black Panther because that's appropriation. Like that that's inappropriate for me to be the Black Panther. Yeah. So I mean, we could we could probably lay claim to some Roman or some Greek gods. Mars, you might be a Mars. Are you calling me Mar- fat? Mars Are you bars. calling me fat? Is that what that is? No, Mars bars. Because you're big. No, I'm vegan. Oh, that's not good for me. I was referencing Adelaide's famous and long lost and sadly missed gay club. That's reopening, you know. Is it? It is. It hey. is getting um, a whole new makeover. Hey. And it's going to be fabulous. If All I still acts. drank, I would go back because I always used to drink for free. <laughs> I. Bet you did, you oh, big old bear. They you. were going on a bear hunt <laughs> and they found themselves a big one. <laughs> we're not scared a little bit. <laughs> I have to admit, the night that I wore um, my exceptionally tight denim skirt to the Mars bar, I did not have to buy any drinks that night. I've been performing in stand-up comedy for 12 years and I've only ever had two standing ovations. One of them for a really good show. The other one simply because I walked across the dance floor at the Mars Bar. It's a wonderfully welcoming, <laughs> wonderfully welcoming community and I wish them all the best on their uh, their return to grace and power. What is that? You, you sent me that message the other day where you thought you were joking of you were going to send me a picture of you in a bikini and I was like, oh my God, I wish I would like hit you to the bear site so fast. We would get so many followers. We could retire. But now you won't ante up. I've got one of me in very poor drag. I'll, I'll dig that up. No. 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 Fair enough. In a bikini. I had a beard. I didn't even bother with my eyebrows. It was really, it was low effort. Oh, yeah, no. If you if you do it properly or it's just sad. Yeah, speaking of sad and not doing it properly, welcome to episode three of Gabbin <laughs> in the Woods. I thought you were going to be like, welcome to my sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad and lonely webcam. <laughs> oh and I just imagine it would be in black and white and it's just in slow motion as you sit mm. there and like violins play as you just like silently cry as you chuck it. <laughs> Water restrictions, the movie. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. So, so bad. Uh, my name is John Brooks, a.k.a. Dick Lightning. That's that's going to be my OnlyFans name from now on. Yeah. I'm gonna, oh, God, I'm going to have to think of... I've never thought of myself as a god. Well, you're clearly not a narcissist. Mm. Oh, can I be something Egyptian? Yes. 
You need to get a bit more proximal on that mic. Oh, can I be something a bit more Egyptian? You can. I want to be something Egyptian. Something Horus. That's got a rhyme to it. Oh, <gasps> yes. Horus Magorus. Um, but yeah, now I've got nothing. Because it's got whore in it. What? <laughs> Did you just mansplain Horus to me? <laughs> you are such a single white man. This is Dragon On. <laughs> I actually came up with a porn title, yeah. a porn name for William Riker in our first episode. Did you? Yes. And at 3 a.m. I sat up in bed and I'm like, oh my God, he is, will he ride her? Oh, that's, that is worth the insomnia. I know. It was just, I just like sat up in bed like I had been touched by God. And just, it's a rhetorical oh. question because you know he will. <laughs> Because there's one thing that number one can't say no to, and that is space pussy. Well, yes, 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 I, yes, yes. I've I've seen the series. And she's seen his captain's log. Oh no! I think that's something completely different. In space, no one has boundaries. <laughs> it is infinite. <laughs> that my pussy. What? <laughs> Oh my god! All right, that that will be my chore for this week. I will try and think of my um, Egyptian god name. Excellent. Mm. Shall we attempt to get this train back on the tracks? <laughs> yes, we shall. Dick Lightning. Uh, Dick Lightning, captain of the steady ship. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Put away your ball, Lightning. This way. This week we are looking at Uluru. Ah, there you go. This is this is a very friendly tour bus. Version of Gabin in the Woods. Oh, yes. Uluru, that big bloody red pile of dirt in the middle of Australia. Other things you can call it is majestic, beautiful, mysterious. But could it be cursed? Could it destroy your life? Could it haunt you for years to come? Some say yes. If you're Pauline Hanson, definitely. <laughs> now, thousands of flat miles stretch out across the landscape, so flat it is as if the gods themselves had laid their hands upon the horizon and smoothed it out. All except one feature. In this flat, sedate land produces a giant sandstone monolith. It looks alien. It looks like it had been dropped onto the flat terrain. With its highest peak nearly 3,000 feet above the flat earth that surrounds it, it is two miles wild and two miles long. It is listed as a World Heritage Site and its alien majesty is undeniable. Now, many have heard about the climbing curse, but that is not the only danger unleashed by the rock. Because it is literally the hill that old racist people are prepared to die on. Oh, quite literally prepared to die on. (laughs) As a metaphor go, not too many metaphors allow you to buy a fridge magnet. (laughs) This one definitely does. Living, breathing <laughs> metaphor. I trampled upon an ancient civilization at Ayers Rock. Uh, yeah. I like, I like my, lo- my lollies boiled. And <laughs> my culture's crushed. <laughs> <laughs> Past the dentures, Bill. Now, there is no exact date for the formation of Uluru. Perhaps 600 million years. Who knows? She is as old as the continent itself. And for more than thousands of years, the Aboriginal tribes of Australia have revered it. One legend says that two tribes fought in anger during the Aboriginal time of dreaming and that the earth tore itself in sadness at the bloodshed. 
Other tribes believe that Uluru is a giant animal left over from the time of dreaming and once a year it raises its head from the sand to inspect the world around it. On this day, the tribe holds a feast and bring offerings of food for the beast and they ask forgiveness for any wrongdoings. Sounds like me with depression. Once a year, <laughs> One get out of bed, head. Uber Eats. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm so food. sorry for everything. <laughs> Now, Uluru is also recognised by surrounding tribes as the point that all sacred paths that run through Central Australia meet. It holds the memories and stories of the divine beings that once walked the earth and that the spirits or souls of the creators now walk in animal form across the surrounding landscape. But yeah, let's fucking climb it. Cut to 1873 and... Hot white English guys started staggering around the Australian landscape. William, I'm going to call him Gesser. <laughs> now, is it Goss or Gesser? Or? It's G-O-S-S-E, but I will like to refer to him as Gesser. <sighs> and William Gosser. was the first recorded white guy to gaze upon the majesty of Uluru and decided to call it Ayers Rock <laughs> in honour of another white guy, Sir Henry Ayers, and then called Dibs. Now, what kind of fucking suck-up does all that work? Because it is remote. Oh, yeah. You're trying to get to that thing by horse or camel. It mm. is fucking remote. Mm. Even with planes, it's mm. remote. Mm. And you roll up there and go, I'm going to name this after me, mate. Mm. But never you mate, your boss. Your oh, fuck, you suck up. I'm gonna name it after my boss. Mm. Yeah. Oh my god, loser. Naming things was the historical time LinkedIn. Yeah, but to be honest, I think that's just how you describe um, English colonization and like in the history. That's just all they did. Basically, white guys showed up, calls dibs. Or Spanish showed up, dibs. <laughs> or le dib. <laughs> le dib. <laughs> el, dib. El dibo. El dibo. <laughs> that's it. And then that's pretty much, they're just like, well, you know, that that's mine now. <laughs> but, 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 but that's my house. Yeah, but I, we, you should have called dibs. You should have, that, that, uh, excuse me, excuse me, that's, that's, that's my wife. I didn't see your dib on it. All of this stuff, this, get out. This is my stuff now. And that's pretty much colonization. <laughs> Um, it would be 112 years before the Australian government would essentially hand the keys back to the traditional Aboriginal caretakers. However, it came with the condition that the tribe had to lease Uluru back to the government for 50 years, although in the final agreement, this was blown out to 99 years in the contract. And one of the main points was the ability to climb to the top of Uluru would be stopped. But that condition was broken by the government. Hang on. Mm. Hold your wagon train here. Yeah. Are you telling me mm. that we use the legal system yeah. to fuck Aboriginal people? I know. Colour me surprised. I know. I know. I know you might have lost all faith in, you know, the system that was established by the oppressors. <laughs> and then completely excluded them until 1968. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. To think it was used against them. Shocking. Fucking unbelievable. Shocking. Uh, now, you see, Aboriginal people do not climb on Uluru. No. Because, I mean, it is sacred. It has great spiritual significance. And, I mean, climbing it would be sacrilegious. Yeah. Cut to 1964. 
A chain handhold is driven into Uluru by park authorities, which extended from its base to the top to aid climbers as they climbed Ayers Rock. Safe desecration. A sign nearby reads, We prefer that as a guest on our land, you will choose to respect our law and culture by not climbing. Mm, How did that work out? In 2010, over 200,000 people would visit Uluru and over a third of them would climb. As the years progress, there have been more and more outlandish and reckless behaviour on top of Uluru, including nudity, people golfing off the top, even a striptease. A French woman having climbed to the top proceeded to put on white high heels and dance, removing all of her clothing bar a white G-string for her YouTube video. Now, I don't want to kink shame, Mm -hmm. and I do appreciate that Australia has a niche, and from what I understand, in parts, fair pay, fair treatment porn industry, Mm -hmm. certainly from some producers out of Western Australia. Mm -hmm. But have you ever seen the fucking flies in these places? Oh. You don't want to get naked. Oh, no. It's hard to be sexy in the outback. Yeah. When just, you know, when you become a human meat safe. Oh. (laughs) Oh, I, just, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nobody needs to see that. No. When you don't even want to wear a blue shirt because it attracts flies, don't act blue. Yeah, don't. Mm. don't. Now, the Aboriginal people are quite open about their belief that misfortune will befall anyone that climbs Uluru. A fly blown, maybe. <laughs> Records indicate that since park records began, over 37 people have died on top of Uluru. Ah. Some have died as a result of massive heart failure. Because it's a fucking climb. Oh, it's a huge climb. Uh, Some have also fallen to their death or have died from injuries sustained while falling. Yeah. About a dozen people each year had to be medically rescued from Uluru because of head injuries from falls, fainting and panic attacks. Here's an idea. Yeah. If you get breathless, go into the mailbox. (laughs) Don't see a bloody huge rock and think, you know what? I haven't exercised in 20 years. I can't even get my leg over barrel. (laughs) But bugger it. I'm going to climb this rock. Come on, barrel. My idea of a holiday is attaching a small house on wheels to the back of my large car. And driving very slowly so I don't ever have to leave the circumference of my vehicle. Yeah. But I'm going to climb that gigantic monolith in the desert. Mm. And a lot of, I mean, this is the thing about it too. So many people have now climbed it that it's worn a track into it, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. We basically, we have left our junky track marks on a sacred yeah. site. It's, it's like Napoleon's people shooting at the, uh, at the pyramids. Oh. And the Sphinx and Yeah. Oh there were I mean there were there were people um who basically when they found artifacts um in the beginning um from the pyramids, if there were two of things, they would break one so that the other thing would be more, more valuable. valuable. Oh. So, you know, there's a long history of seeing something beautiful and special and spiritual and crushing the shit out of it. Yeah. Well I think I read somewhere that um during the true colonial days that Egyptian mummies, the smaller ones, were actually used for train fuel <gasps> because coal's quite hard to come by. Yeah. So they would use anything that would burn 
And of course, mummies are very dry. Well, there was there was a fad as well where people would consume mummies. Really? They they would be sort of crumbled up and then crushed into a powder, and you would put it into your drink as oh, a super tonic. Because they, these morons hadn't discovered rhino horn yet. I was going to say they didn't know about tiger penis. So <laughs> suckers. Now, but these injuries are just the injuries on the rock itself. No one has ever followed the misfortunes of those who chose to climb. Except for Channel 9, who paid Pauline Hanson to do it, and the stupid bitch got stuck halfway up. (laughs) For those, anyone outside Australia who doesn't know Pauline Hanson, she is, okay, every country has a crazy, crazy racist. Yeah. Australia um, specialises in them. Mm, mm. She, I think she really was the like the next generation of crazy. She's the OG. Yeah, she is the OG. She's got bright red head. She used to own a fish and chip shop. Um, at first she hated... At first she hated Asians. Yeah. And then she hated Muslims. Then she went back to Asians. Then political correctness. And then Muslims again. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Irish and Catholics were probably buried in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, no, she's, she's definitely back on Asians. Yeah, definitely. Of, yeah. At the moment, it's political correctness and a sort of weird, mm. quasi sunburnt mm. version of QAnon at the moment. Oh, and then it was like face masks and. Yeah. You know, anything to stop COVID. She's against it. Yeah. Uh, she'd be great, great. Anyway, so. But the thing is, it isn't just the climbing or the nudity or the golf that is the worst insult to the special site. It's not even Pauline Hanson. The shitty truth is just that. Shit. Human shit. Get fucked. Human shit now litters the rock. With an average fit person taking on average an hour to walk up each way up and down Uluru, it seems many people have been unable to follow that one simple law your mother taught you, go before you leave. And rather than risk the possibility of not making it or simply because they haven't finished looking or simply because they are horrible, horrible people, people every single year just drop their trousers and shat and piss on the sacred site and more than one dirty diaper has been found pushed into a crevice. I mean, okay, let me put this into perspective. Can you imagine? Okay, so when COVID restrictions are lifted, you and I, we book a first-class airline ticket. We fly halfway across the globe. We enjoy a fresh fruit buffet at a sweet little French cafe. And then we walk gaily along the streets of Paris. Yeah. We stroll down to take in the majesty of Notre Dame Cathedral. We go in, we smile at the sweetness of an old woman as she crosses herself and looks to the picture of baby Jesus on the wall. And then we climb on top of the altar and we drop our pants and we shit on the wafers. Then we take a little cute little selfie of us dancing in the aisle before we pop back to the hotel for a freshen up for dinner and a show later. (laughs) Well, that did happen in Louisiana this week, didn't it? With that, oh. that priest being caught having a threesome on the on the <gasps> altar. Oh my lord! We'll have to put a link up on our Facebook site. Yes. Uh, yes, caught with two dominatrix. Fuck, good on him. Okay, you know what the best thing is? One was paid. One was a volunteer. And he's he's doing the east. It's the scourging at the pillar. If they're whipping him right. Do you know how and why he got caught though? Talk about the passion of the Christ. No. <gasps> oh God. <laughs> Talk about, do you receive the body of Jesus? <laughs> Nobody has ever received the body of Jesus like that before. Oh, no. oh, my Lord. He got caught because 
bless him. He'd, he'd obviously thought about this a while and he'd put a lot of time into it. He had booked his lady. He had paid in advance like a good person good does. Him, yep. Organised, found a volunteer, got the volunteer to show up. Was all trussed up and ready to go on the altar being defiled. One thing he forgot to do. Didn't lock the door to the church. Somebody walking past, uh, you know, late at night, saw lights on in the church and was like, oh, you know, oh, I better investigate that because that's a good someone. Someone, someone's, you know, someone might be, there might be some going on. There might be some some shenanigans, some children in there, you know, like, like, oh, rearranging the buffles or, oh my God. So they opened the door and stuck their head in and they saw the local priest Reenacting a deleted scene from The Exorcist. I was going to say, oh my God, the deleted scene from The Passion of the Christ. Yeah, Jesus. Yes. Um, yeah, so uh, all... Yeah, and to be honest, because when I saw the headline of like priest involved in controversy, I have never been so like... I'm so happy. Yeah. Like everyone was consenting adults. Fair play to him. That is the best controversy yeah. the Catholic Church has had in quite a long time. Well, it involves adult women. Yeah. Yay, progress! So that's, uh, that's if we look at the ledger, that's a million to one. Yeah. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah, baby steps. Baby steps. Um, although, you know, as a feminist, when I said that, you know, I wanted, you know, women, you know, in positions of authority in the church, yeah. this was not what I envisioned. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, now, finally, Aboriginal voices were heard and it was agreed that climbing on Uluru would be banned from late October 2019. Yes. Unfortunately, this saw an unprecedented spike in visitors all desperate to climb on Uluru before it became against white law, even though it had been against Aboriginal law for the last 30,000 years or so. Yeah. The park saw a verge in visited numbers. It pretty much doubled. So in 2019, 400,000 people went into the park. At the end of October, the last park visitor stepped off the rock and then the poles for the walking trail were pulled like spears from the ground and removed from the rock over the following days. So for now, Uluru is safe from shit-stained feet, although it still continues to curse those who continue to disrespect her. So it's like a rap battle. Oh, yeah. No disrespect. <laughs> Just getting back to that though, who who plans a hike that's only going to go for an hour? Yeah, full of a lot of people. There's no, 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 no. That's an hour each way. Yeah, yeah. There's no bushes to hide behind. There's no there, there is no privacy on that thing. No, it is a monolith. And if you're looking at your supplies and it's not water, mm. toilet paper should not factor into this at all. Mm. If you're looking at the toilet paper, and go might need to drop a deuce. Mm. Don't don't just, do it. You, and no, just don't go. Don't do it. Yeah, just just. No. Yeah. No. No. And apart from that, like, it is it is a sacred site. Yeah. I honestly think this is the moment where you need to... So, say something happened. Say you're in a helicopter and your helicopter crashes on top of Uluru. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, my God, I need to shit because that was very scary. You know what? It's a sacred site. You man up and you do it in your pants. <laughs> You do it in your pants and you crime off going, I'm sorry to disrespect you, but I'll keep it in my pants. And you keep it in your pants and keep your soul clean. Shit your pants like a gentleman. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. But here we get to the juicy bit, which is probably the reason why we're talking about it. It's not just a lefty circle jerk, which I do enjoy. Ah. Don't get me wrong. Yep. It's, it's all very, uh, it's all very kumbaya. But uh, there is, there is the the supernatural element. There is the, the curse. Oh yeah. Now, if movies, superstition, and law have told us anything, then they have told us quite explicitly: touch nothing, don't stick your face up to it. Don't ingest it and certainly do not take it out of the circle. Ah. Or as we learned from last week, don't stick your hand out the window and give it a resty. <laughs> but like idiots that beam down on away missions in red shirts and those who say, is that blood? And then taste it. People steal actual pieces of the rock. Now, whether they've fallen away naturally or whether they chipped away, only they and the gods will know. Now, whilst we we do not know of any formal curse that exists for removing objects from the sacred site, Aboriginal people have agreed that to do so would be disrespectful to the tribe and to the sacred land. I mean, forget the fact that it's also illegal and being caught removing natural objects such as rock or plants can land you with a fine up to $8,500. But that's only if you are lucky enough to be caught before you remove the items. Thousands over the history of the park have not been so fortunate to be caught and have got away scot-free. Or have they? You know what the problem is? Mm. Aboriginal people are too nice. Just poison a couple of people. Yeah. Make, make it look like an accident. And then plant some, plant some Uluru dirt on them. Just, it's just be like, oh, we, we forgot to mention that there is, there is this one uh, person in our culture from our history. And basically, uh, oh, it's about, he pops up about every, I don't know, uh, 2021 years. <laughs> and if he's not happy, he will fuck your shit. Oh, like maybe stop dropping a bit of that. Yeah, he only eats white Christian people. Yeah. I don't know how we knew about the specifics of this 80,000 years ago. But I mean, he's a god, you know, they, they can see before, they knew what was coming. Yeah. And they need to they need to like just square up to us and just go, hey, you know the Dutch landed here first? And we go, yeah, see any fucking Dutch people? <laughs> and then just lick their fingers. <laughs> ah, fuck! <laughs> We're about to lay it down Dutch style. Because yeah, the Vikings landed here too. See any fucking Vikings? No, you don't. Uh, hey, hey, you, you see any more aliens in the middle of the outback? <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. You want to know why? <laughs> uh, it's how we discovered eggs, mate. <laughs> Now, over the years, thousands of people have stolen items from the National Park. The red soil, plants, pebbles, seeds, and even pieces of the red rock herself. Now, how do we know this? We know this because every year on average, over 700 packages of soil, plants, pebbles, seeds, and rocks are posted back to the tourist centre. A quarter come with a letter explaining the bad luck, misfortunes and personal tragedies that have plagued them since taking the items. All packages come with an apology and many ask to be forgiven. These packages arrive each day from around the world. Many claim that they had no idea at the time that it was wrong to remove the objects. Save it for the judge. One man 
returned to rock after 20 years of having nothing but misfortune after stealing it from Uluru. Another man was so besieged by so much bad luck, decided he did not have time to wait for the mail and drove over 3,000 kilometres to personally return the rock he had stolen back to the park. There you go. A 300-gram piece of Uluru was posted back from Hong Kong with a note explaining the man's misfortunes. In just one week, my brother broke up with his girlfriend, my father went to the hospital, and he will have heart surgery on the 20th of January. Anyway, I just want to return the rock to its rightful place and say goodbye to the bad luck. Wow. I bet you none of these returns are coming from Toowoomba or the Sunshine Coast. Though, are they? I've been having rotten luck on the pokies. <laughs> rotten luck. Well, you know what? I don't want to, like, you know, put any crazy conspiracy theories out there. Yeah. But. Oh. All right. The sacrilege ended in October. Okay. Yeah. And what's happened to the world? A full four months later. You're linking COVID. To, I mean, it's a long bow to draw. I'm just putting it out there. I'm, I'm just saying that maybe maybe if a few more of these old blue rinses with their caravans returned, they might have more luck on Dolphin Treasure down at the old the Leagues Club. That's I'm, what just I'm, saying. Sa- I'm just saying maybe someone took some back to China and fed it to their bat and then they ate their bat and... You're not going to turn this into a veganism thing, are you? That's how COVID starts. I'm just I'm putting it out there. I'm not saying it. I'm just I'm, it's a possible theory. Fair enough. You know. It did it did attack cruise ships. Exactly. Mm. And and who's like the number one people who go to Uluru? Mm. So we people. we should just get a whole bunch of Aboriginal people to go shit on cruise ships. Just go do one on the fucking pool deck. How do you like it? Your yeah. sacred site. Yeah. Just get those sticks and push it around. Hey. Yeah, kick it in the water. Ah, how do you like it? Yeah. It's like the mining industry now ruining our water. Dropping a deuce on a fucking dance floor. <laughs> if that doesn't convey the message, I don't know what is. Exactly. Just go to the most sacred of sites. Or, or is pronounced by the traditional people of Toowoomba, our sacred sorts. <laughs> uh, one note reads to Australia, I'm so sorry I took this piece of Uluru. I wanted a piece of Australia to take home with me. This was the wrong thing to take. Memories. You're supposed to take memories. <laughs> yeah. Don't take the actual object with you. I tried to take the country home. It was oh my- like, like the dirt at the start of Saving Private Ryan. I just filled a tin and took it home. Oh, uh-huh. memories and photographs. That's what I'm supposed to take. Oh, my God. Can you imagine like just coming back with a sandstone brick? Oh, my God. What is it? Well, it's the Great Pyramid of Giza. Like, it's a foundation stone. I went to Australia. You want to see it? <laughs> yeah. It was all my carry-on allowance. <laughs> By those people that pay 20 bucks to become a Scottish lord. <laughs> I'm going to do that for my cat. I think that would be great. <laughs> lord Tocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has a ring to it. It does. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, no one knows if The Rock ever forgets or ever forgives, though. Mm. Um, one note says, I hope Australia can forgive me and welcome me if I ever come back again. Signed, Mark Latham. Unwise Traveller. Oh, no. Has anyone written a bad poem? 
Oh. You know how boomers tend to do this? Like they can't yeah. express emotion except for in poem form. Mm, mm. And they're always like really bad acrostics. You oh. is for all, all the regret that I feel for stealing bits of the rock. <laughs> L is for the love I feel for its people. Uh, now, but not all the strange happenings happen away from the park. More than one traveller in the park has simply removed all of their clothing and simply gone walkabout, disappearing for days, launching full search and rescue operations. Right. Others, whilst walking around Uluru, hearing footsteps on the dirt behind them, have stopped or moved to one side to let the person behind them pass, only to realise there is no one else there. That's the ancestors. That's who it is. Mm -hmm. Got to leave a roof on them. But Uluru has its mysteries... Uh, seemingly it has its own unique weather pattern with rainstorms seemingly building and releasing their rains from nowhere. Uluru does have a majesty. It also sits on the line of the planetary grid, which we will explore in another episode. Yeah. Now, the planetary grid connects areas of great natural energies and unexplained phenomenon. Now, the Great Pyramids of Egypt sits on the pinpoint on this grid, as does the Bermuda Triangle. Ooh. As does Uluru. Does it line up with Stonehenge? Is it like the Power Rangers? Do they all make one big fucking Voltron kind of deal? <laughs> one big, like, giant fuck-off, like, grid. Yeah, and there's, like, the ultimate boomer going, I'm going to fucking climb it. <laughs> I'm going to climb it. I'm taking two rolls of toilet paper and I'm not coming back until all me all brand has found a place. It's just imagine they're just going on the great shitting adventure <laughs> of like, you know, top 10 sites to shit on before you die. <laughs> Here I am at St. Peter's Basilica. <laughs> As you can see, that's a nutty one. <laughs> Lots of pasta on that trip. Oh here I am at uh, here I am at the uh, Thai Burma Railway. That's where your granddad suffered, and I'll tell you what I suffered on that one too. Because that green curry locally, fuck me, I think I was eating cockroaches out of the <laughs> local street stalls. Not good, mate. Not good. Not good. Paid me respects at Kokoda, and certainly paid for it. I'll tell you that much. Oh my god, the red curry. <sighs> <laughs> oh my god, it's a booming tourist industry. New Zealand, talk about boiling mud. Holy shit. <laughs> a lot of cured meats on that trip. Not much fibre. Good hungy, though. Good hungy. <laughs> what is it? I can ad lib about turds. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think you broke something inside of me. I think I broke something inside me a long time ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, now that they're saying, like, the cruise ship industry is ruined, we have to find something for older members of the community to do. This could be it. This could be it. <laughs> like a Contiki tour for old Incontiki in Contiki tours. Oh my god! Like you go to like you, you like you go to like places. Oh my god! Oh my god! Where Toowoomba is going to open the giant shit? <laughs> it's just like an eighty foot shit, and you can just go and have your picture taken with the giant shit, and then take your own shit. On the shit? Yeah. And then each year it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Until it's bigger than Uluru. Then their <laughs> ancestors, when they're 80, come back and climb on top of it. Absolutely. It's just this beautiful Sisyphus. <laughs> it's push... the circle of life. <laughs> We're going to go push shit uphill at Toowoomba. <laughs> oh, my God. Getting your matching his and her dung beetle t-shirts. Oh, 
my god, it's fantastic. And it's like a special, like special lamento. You you can take a little piece of it home too. And there's just a guy chipping off little turds <laughs> into a little pot. Talk about know. the big pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> Old Beryl had to back that one out for two days. It had a reversing siren. <laughs> People could do that, like you know, like they do with the Leaning Tower of Pisa. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> if you get the right distance, it really just looks like it's—it's it's like that shit is coming out of your like backed up ass. Oh, and you get a tea towel printed. Oh my god! The commemorative god. tea towel and the spoon. Oh, the teaspoon. Oh my god! Oh, you know what? You know what the best thing? It could be like that art. It's like you get to. You get a handful of like Poo Mountain and then you just like rub it all over your ass, all over your butthole, and then you sit down and it gets imprinted oh, on the tea towel. Printmaking, yeah. Yes. Traditional white people art. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and then you, you know, you get it printed up for like 19.95, and then you give them to everyone as your holiday souvenir. I tell you what, a lot of people like to go to Bali around this time of year, but ever since the COVID happened, I like to look at spending my money locally. And you cannot beat a caravan park holiday. The kids can jump up and down on the giant shit-shaped balloon, <laughs> and they can play around in the toilet-themed water park. And me and Beryl made some proper anal art. <laughs> Traditional style. Oh my god! You know what the best bit? You know what the best bit about like the pool? It's like you can get those like giant inflatables and just have them in the shape of little bits of corn. Oh yes! And the kids could just float around in the muddy waters. Yes. Little bits of corn. Because well, let's face it, our water has been ruined by the mining and agriculture industry. Yeah. That it's just straight up Murray water. Yeah. There we go. It's like making the best of oh. a shitty situation. Ah, that's what this episode's called. <laughs> <Bob>. <laughs> Oh, my God, the merchandise. Can you yeah. think of the merchandise? Oh, it would be incredible. Oh, oh, my God, especially now with, like, 2020 and toilet paper becoming the worldwide hot commodity. Yeah. You can have, like, specially printed, like, branded toilet paper. Yeah, go to Australia Post and they've got Andre Rear toilet paper. <laughs> Enya toilet paper. Oh my god! I've got um, a friend of mine actually was given for their birthday um, Donald Trump really? toilet paper. Nice. And the best thing is the picture that they used of it looks like him, like he's puckering up. <laughs> so he had a he had a birthday party and he put it out for like oh. the guests. And the best thing is one of his guests because he was Spanish, um, and one of his guests was originally from Mexico. She actually stole a square and like put it in her handbag. She's like, this is so brilliant. She's gonna like I'm gonna like post this to my family back home. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that's absolutely brilliant. So yeah, there's clearly a market for it. Absolutely. You know, and as we have learned, if you build it, they will come and they will shit on it. <laughs> if you build it, they will shit. <laughs> Baby boomers. <laughs> Oh my god! Now, now you know why it's baby boomers because they're just there's so much shit in there and there depends diapers. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think we just ruined everything. Yeah, but all I can say is the moral from this story is don't take anything and listen to those who tell you old stories because those old stories might just keep you safe. 
possibly stop you unleashing like a worldwide pandemic. I'm just saying that's a personal theory. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. I am not a scientist. By the way, if you were running a prune juice company or uh, maybe some psyllium <gasps> husk fibre supplements, yes. we're, we're open to sponsorship deals. <laughs> oh my God. We'll, leave, we'll leave postcards in caravan parks. Cabin in the Woods sponsored by Prune Lax. <laughs> Metamucil. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then we could be like, this podcast is so good. It will move you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Up there for thinking, down there for shitting. <laughs> and this episode's only a quick one too. So uh, that's what she said. Yeah. Well, I'm vegan, to be honest. They're real quick ones. Oh Jesus. That's things I didn't need to know. Honestly, if you, if you've ever, next time you're struggling on the toilet, next time you're struggling on the toilet, um, just think to yourself, you should have gone vegan. This is a very, no, that's, <laughs> next time I'm struggling on the toilet, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I find a part of Uluru that people can't see me on. <laughs> no, oh my God, see, that's the other thing. Like, apart from the fact that I would never have climbed Uluru because uh, I would not want to, you know, disrespect anybody's sacred site uh, of any religion or cultural belief. No. So I, I would not want to do that. And be as a vegan, I physically couldn't like not go to the toilet like to be honest i have shat five times talking to you like i've just we're vegan we just go constantly that's all we do that plant in the corner is wilting yeah (laughs) yeah i know the irony like we just should we try and end it like professional radio people would (laughs) (laughs) oh my god haven't we just spent 20 minutes of shit jokes shit jokes let's just say cunt for just once just just to ruin any chance of commercial success Sorry, it's a paranormal thing. Haunted cunt. cunt. It was like, cunt was like one of the first words you said on the first episode. Was it? Yes. Because you you were like, this is a thing. And you stuffed it up and you were like, oh, fucking cunt. Oh, yeah. Sorry, mum. You've already blown it. That's what she said. Hey. (laughs) Oh, my God. How do we end Uluru and shit? Well, we shouldn't really end this on a brown note. It needs to be. (laughs) All right. We we should probably... uh, Throw open the windows and strike a match and try and clear the air at the end of this because we are we are looking into some more niche kind of supernaturally sort of stuff here. So we've only really just scratched the surface in terms of this one. But if anyone out there listens and has some ideas on the stuff that we could talk about, we're looking into various ghosty things and supernaturally stuff. And yes, we actually this was sort of um, uh, this is obviously we we just started with Uluru because this is it's it's basically one of the most famous landmarks of Australia. Hmm. But what we're going to actually explore is we've actually been looking into some uh, uh, sites of great mystery and of Aboriginal uh, culture and some very mysterious supernatural areas where some creepy, creepy shit has happened that I, I mean, I've lived in Australia my whole life and I have not heard of some of these areas. And I think that's good because there is a couple of areas, possible gateway to hell. That's all I'm going to say. Well, and yeah, maybe, maybe we can talk about these places and keep their sacred location secret before Rio Tinto blows them up. Uh, yeah, that's it. If they're if they're if they're still around um, by yeah. the by the time again for our overseas listeners, uh, a mining company. Um, oh, it was world news. Yeah, it was well. It's like the fucking Taliban blowing up those Buddhist temples. They they uh, a site of great cultural significance was found, and they were like, so they made sure that there was a camera there to film it as they blew it up. Yeah. 
Well, that's just the great tradition of Western Australian mining, isn't it? Lang Hancock literally wanted to expand a bay using atomic weapons and also wanting to sterilise the local Aboriginal people to quote-unquote solve the problem. So, good old Australia. I mean, there's not much going on, but it's fucking ripe for horror, isn't it? That's the wrong kind of horror. Yeah, like, it's, that's true horror. That's yeah, Jesus. Uh, so if you've got any ideas you want us to talk about, flick us a message on Facebook or Instagram, Gabin in the Woods with poor punctuation. There's no apostrophe at the end of it and there's certainly no G because, well, Gabin sounds We're better. not posh. We wouldn't be gabbing. Gabbing in, gabbing the, in the woods. Oh, we're in the commons talking about spooky <laughs> stories. <laughs> oh, wasn't Mary Shelley such a scamp? Oh, my God. Have you shat on the Great Pyramid of Giza yet? No, my uncle's going to buy me one. (laughs) Cool. So, uh, yeah, look, we're going to be back. We're we're launching every Monday morning with new podcastage, and eventually we'll find a formula that works. And we do appreciate everyone who's taking the time to listen, uh, especially, ironically, if you're on the toilet listening to this episode. (laughs) I only listen to this podcast on the toilet. Yeah, well, we're actually in the toilet now. It was a toilet all along. No! (laughs) That explains the third Matrix movie, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. God. Except instead of, like, Agent Smith, it would have been Agent Brown. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) It was too soon. No, I just can't believe you didn't go for a Reservoir Dogs analogy. Uh, uh, oh, no, Mr. Brown. Uh, uh, what do you mean you don't tip? Uh. <laughs> Fucking Tarantino, you feet obsessed oh God, with no. it. It'd be like, Mr. Brown, what do you mean you don't pinch? <laughs> you don't jiggle. <laughs> you don't pinch. You wipe once and go. This one woman, she'd get the toilet paper and then she would fold it over and then she would fold it over and then she would just, and then it's all just wipe, 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 wipe. <laughs> That's what that song's about. It's like a virgin. It's like her asshole. It's like it's been wiped for the very first time. Hence, wiped like a virgin. And Tarantino is the only person whose mind was blown by his wow, Madonna likes to fuck revelation. Good work, Tarantino. None of us got that subtle imagery in her entire 40-year body of work, you foot-obsessed weirdo. Hey, look, Tarantino was the first one to admit that, you know, he'd not had a lot of experience with the ladies, so, you know. And, you know, his, his films are pretty much flawless. Apart from that. I know. Oh, God, apart from The Hateful Eight, don't get me started. Oh, no, that's good. No. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's fucking great. No, it's not. I love it. No. No. Kurt Russell punches a woman. No. Not my Kurt Russell. No. Not my Kurt Russell. (laughs) No. Okay. No. Speaking of Kurt Russell, we are going to come back at one point and talk about the greatest (gasps) horror film of all time. Oh. oh, I'm just, I don't know, I started, then I realised I can't hump it. Theme tune to the thing. No. I think that's pretty much impossible. It's a little bit hard. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, the. Oh my god, the thing. Yeah. So we are going to come back talk about that a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm. If you've got any ideas, or you just want to say good day, 
Fire us a message. If you want to send us abuse, I'm all, I'm all up for that. <laughs> Yo, calm down. It's his weird like niche. Don't, don't send it to him. It's his weird kink. He likes to sit on the toilet and read abuse. If there is a subject that you would like us to stop talking about, um, also please let us know so we can talk about it more. <laughs> Bunnings. <laughs> I know our audience. See you at Bunnings in the Mars Bar. <laughs>